You are listening to Stand Out on LinkedIn, indispensable truths, tools, and tips, a show designed specifically to help you stand out. This podcast is for everyone looking to maximize their brand, network, career, and business initiatives, meaning finding a job, hiring, selling, and marketing. That pretty much includes most people. My team at Intero will be sharing their expertise and insight to get you one step closer to gaining traction and being a standout on LinkedIn. My team spends hours each day on LinkedIn, assisting companies in developing their brand, finding new talent for job openings, and even creating content to help professionals establish their credibility. The information they share on this podcast reflects what they see and do each day. If you're looking to stand out on LinkedIn, then you've come to the right place. Listen and receive actionable takeaways that you can utilize on LinkedIn to achieve your business and career goals. Welcome to another episode of Stand Out on LinkedIn, indispensable truths, tools, and tips. My name is Jim Cusick. Stand Out on LinkedIn is brought to you by Intero Advisory, the leader in LinkedIn branding, sales, and recruiting enablement. Today's topic is around LinkedIn recruiter and a common question we get. How many LinkedIn recruiter seats do I need? Or I'm thinking about getting LinkedIn recruiter. How many seats do you suggest I get? Now, this common question typically turns into a longer dialogue because a lot of times the people that think they need LinkedIn recruiter find out very quickly once they understand the the features and benefits and and different use cases of LinkedIn recruiter that it doesn't really match with what they're trying to do. Now, if I have a a large recruiting firm, staffing company, uh, and I'm collaborating across multiple recruiters, on many different positions in a year, obviously LinkedIn recruiter makes a ton of sense. If I'm a 15 person company with an internal recruiter that's looking to grow by five or 10 this year, different positions, and I'm using someone in HR, not just a dedicated internal recruiter, it's a, it's a half and half split, then I'd look at, okay, I probably don't need LinkedIn recruiter because I don't need the collaboration features. I can get away with either using our, if we have an established applicant tracking system or creating one or purchasing a a template from somebody and using that. So I don't need those features that are built in the LinkedIn recruiter. Like I said, that collaboration piece wouldn't make sense because it's just one person working on it. And it's very easy to communicate internally about the positions and the types of candidates. So I don't need the, the sharing features that LinkedIn recruiter provides. So we get into this conversation and it's really do you even need recruiter or do you even need multiple recruiter seats? Now, we're not anti-LinkedIn recruiter. Um, I happen to think LinkedIn recruiter is the most powerful recruiting product on the market. And I absolutely love love it um, from features, from usability, from or- an organization standpoint. It's awesome. But with the, the price point and how people use it, a lot of people don't actually need it and can get away with some of other of LinkedIn's other products or just by implementing a nice strategy to their recruiting process on LinkedIn and how that fits into the bigger picture. Now, Recruiter, it it's really a product that simplifies for people the recruiting process, simplifies the collaboration, and does create efficiency when you're using it correctly. However, a lot of the, 
I would say bells and whistles features of it that people really like, and that's why they get it, are unnecessary. One of those would be the open to work feature used to be open to new opportunities where people can specify specifically uh, and not share it to the entire LinkedIn universe, but specifically just for those using the LinkedIn recruiter pro uh, product, they can specify where they want to work, if they want to move to a new location, the types of positions they're interested in right on their profile. And then a recruiter can filter by them within recruiter or scroll down and see they have that button on, hover over it, see exactly what that person wants. From my view on my LinkedIn recruiter seat, I would say it's about 10 to 15% of LinkedIn users have that button turned on. But LinkedIn reports that it used to be 80%, but now they say 90% of people on LinkedIn are open to the right opportunity. So if 90% of people are open to the right opportunity, but only 10 to 15% have that button on, it would be a, a very poor um, recruiting strategy to only focus on the people that have open to work turned on. The benefit though, is if you have certain scenarios where you need people who are relocating or you need to be looking for people with very specific experience and that they want to move in a certain career path, that might be beneficial to see, okay, what are they saying the next step in their career is? What positions are they listing? Who wants to, to relocate to my area? Because maybe the talent pool in my area is not as strong for, I'm one of the only companies that do X, Y, and Z in my area. So I need to pull those people from other areas. Uh, also with kind of the redistribution of work from COVID, people are, are moving out of some areas and moving into other areas. So the talent pool is shifting around the country and people are open to making those moves. So it would be very beneficial if I need to pull talent from outside my geographic location. If I'm very geographically centered in my recruiting, it makes it a lot easier to not have to have a recruiter seat and just use one of LinkedIn's other projects to stay very geography-based and find those individuals. Now, insights are an interesting one because every company loves data-driven insights. They love figuring out exactly, I guess, in general, companies love the insights because they can make pretty educated business decisions without spending a ton of time researching. So LinkedIn has sales insights, it has talent insights, it has salary insights. They collect so much data from everybody inputting it into the system, and then they share that with their premium users. So what that's done is it's really closed the gap between savvy recruiters and non-savvy recruiters or more entry-level recruiters. Because before a savvy recruiter would know, okay, this company in my area that I typically recruit on positions that are similar, I like to pull from that company because I know they have high turnover after a year and a half in the role. LinkedIn's now putting that data out there. So you can see this person's been over the average tenure in this role. They have a high probability of making a move. So that gives someone who's not as savvy that data right in front of them. But if you have a, a, a good recruiter on your team, they should know that. Um, they should be building expertise in that in that geographic territory area, uh, understanding the types of companies that are there and really being able to forecast in the recruiting process. So not as important from leveraging insights or paying for a recruiter pro product to get those insights if you have a savvy recruiter base. If you have someone who's brand new who can pick up recruiter fast because they're pretty savvy when it comes to just digital tools, but they don't know the recruiting process, that might be beneficial. So you'd look at that and say, okay, maybe I it's worth the cost of recruiter to help them get ramped up quicker or be more effective quicker.
The applicant tracking system piece. So it's it's a great feature within LinkedIn Recruiter. It's well thought out, well organized, has a great UI, really, really smooth. However, most companies that have built out recruiting have their own applicant tracking system or smaller companies might just use something simple and not need something as robust as LinkedIn Recruiter. So they can just structure it the way they want it, whether that be in uh, an Excel sheet, Airtable-based, Smartsheet, any of these types of tools that'll help them quickly customize what they want and then be able to run through that process. So do you really need the complexities that LinkedIn uh, Recruiter provides with its applicant tracking system if you're a one, two-man um, recruiting operation? Most likely not, but every scenario is different. If you're a business owner and you're, you're not involved in the, the day-to-day of recruiting, um, you know it's attracting and retaining talent is a huge, not issue for your company, but a huge challenge just because of the way the market is. And you're wondering, okay, well, we pay for a recruiter seat, or I think we pay for a recruiter seat. What should I ask my HR professional? Or maybe it's just your hiring managers are tasked with it, or you have an internal recruiter to understand what products do I really need from LinkedIn or to give you that that insight to what's really going on in your recruiting operations, you want to start out by just understanding how much passive recruiting your team is doing versus proactive recruiting. So if you walk up to your recruiter and say, what percentage of people are you talking to come from job postings, content posts, people sharing certain content, whether on LinkedIn or other social media and getting referrals that way, that would all fall under a passive recruiting approach. So you'd want to know, okay, what what are we getting from that standpoint? Typically, when we talk to companies we and ask that question, it's very high on the passive side. And you say, okay, well, what are we getting from our proactive approaches? That would be direct outreach, traditional recruiting, really what third-party recruiting companies do, mining a database, reaching out to people, generating interest, and then getting them um, into the hiring process. Typically, that ratio is very low. Even if you're paying an internal recruiter, it's very easy to slip into just waiting for people to apply to job postings, screening candidates that way. Proactive recruiting is incredibly important to have as part of your recruiting process. It allows you to pipeline. It allows you to build relationships for long-term hiring, especially if you have repeat positions or you do have a certain amount of turnover after a certain period of time in positions. It's crucial to success and then make you have your positions open for less time um, and start to build that referral engine um, just from being present in the local market. However, that doesn't mean you give up on passive recruiting. Proactive recruiting makes your passive recruiting more successful. Proactive recruiting allows you to fill positions quicker and typically get better talent for those positions because you're going out and reaching out to the talent. You're not just deciding on, okay, this is the best person that has applied and we've interviewed over the past three months. But proactive recruiting is difficult. Just like outbound sales, typically sales teams have one or two um, really good outbound or outside salespeople. And the rest of the team is kind of just managing their territory, doing a little farming, uh, reaching out to new leads. Same thing with recruiting. Proactive recruiting is difficult. It takes time. And you really need to approach it like a sales process. So you start there. If your team is not doing any proactive recruiting, LinkedIn Recruiter, you can stop right there, does not make sense for your company until you you get somebody who really wants to be a a pretty go-getting proactive recruiter. 
Um, it doesn't mean you get rid of your recruiter. Maybe your passive recruiting strategy is very successful. It would just mean you get rid of LinkedIn recruiter because that's an unnecessary seat if you're not um, going after it proactively. The next one would be understanding really how much interest you're generating from LinkedIn recruiter and asking them what are the main features you love about your LinkedIn recruiter seat. If they can't really answer that and they talk about just like searching and the people are open to work, probably don't need LinkedIn recruiter, as I explained earlier about that whole open to work thing. But if they're just using it for searching, there's other LinkedIn tools at a lower price point that potentially could be useful um, as long as you put the right process to it. But you're paying for all these features in LinkedIn recruiter and you're only using that, that top piece or that's all your recruiters doing because that's all they know and they never were really trained um, on how to use it. Now, if they answer that question and they talk about, oh, well, we collaborate, I have all of our team members set up as hiring managers so I can quickly share profiles. It allows me to work on more positions because I can send these templated emails and keep it all organized at one spot. Um, I then follow up with connections. So we're building and send them up a follower invite to our company page. So we keep them in the process. All of those types of things, you're like, okay, LinkedIn recruiter is probably worth it for me. Um, just from those surface level answers. If you are hiring a recruiter um, or thinking about hiring a recruiter, instead of just using someone on the team or having someone in HR do both, and you're hiring a dedicated internal recruiter, you got to look at how many, uh, how many positions you typically see in a year. What's their skill level coming in? What's their background? Because if you just hire an internal recruiter who's always been an internal recruiter, they could fall into that they've always just been a passive recruiter and worked for companies that just people really wanted to work for. So they would be a successful passive recruiter, but that might not fit for your organization just because you don't have that brand equity or, or your positions are a little obscure and people aren't just applying because they don't know exactly what they're going to be doing in the day-to-day until they have a conversation. And that's that's a whole different conversation about how to really portray that. But if you, if you start getting into to that way uh, or thinking about it that way when you're hiring very quickly, you'll see, okay, I probably need to hire somebody that's proactive and I need to have enough positions that will justify the salary plus the cost to employ plus seven plus $8,000 recruiter seat. And, and then see, okay, does that make more sense than just paying some placement fees along the way or setting up my HR person with some consultant help to really get a a successful, passive, um, repeatable process and not have that recruiter seat, not have that internal recruiter. So breaking it down that way, you can make an educated decision. Does it make sense to bring on an internal recruiter? Um, or am I going to bring this person on, realize that it doesn't make sense and then have to let them go because it doesn't benefit anybody. Um, so there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to recruiter. Just from that initial question on how many seats do I need, it really can launch, as you can see, into a very very long discussion and, and um, can lead to some some hard decisions. But if people are the most important thing to your business, it's something you really got to spend some time on and, and start to work through how we how we bring in the right people to make our organization organization better and benefit all of our stakeholders um, and clients. So those are my thoughts on on how to uh, how to answer that question or, or kind of the thought process behind how many LinkedIn recruiter seats do you need. A truth from today, I would say that. Most companies, the majority of companies that we talk to or interact with, they approach recruiting in a completely passive way and they're frustrated by their recruiting process. So if you're not constantly 
looking at your recruiting process and seeing how to improve it and make it really something you can turn into a strong passive approach and not just leave it as we do a little bit of proactive, but we really just have a, a pretty lackluster passive approach. That's that's worth your time. That's 100% worth even the most expensive resource in your company's time to figure that out. As far as tools, I think from a tool standpoint, when I was talking about the applicant tracking systems, those smart sheets, the air tables, building out a nice system there if you're a smaller business can be very effective and very cost effective. Some of these applicant tracking systems are way too robust and they just fill it with a lot of features that you don't need, kind of like how salespeople look at certain CRMs, um, the way they're set up in companies and that there's a lot of a lot of unnecessary fields and data input that don't actually lead to any business outcomes. And then tips. I would say if you're a business owner and you're not involved into involved or you're a, a business leader and you're not day-to-day uh, involved in what's going on on the hiring side, just, just have a conversation with your HR manager, have a conversation with your recruiter, HR generalist, just to, just to kind of tease out exactly what's going on uh, on a day-to-day basis with, with your recruiting. And that'll probably very quickly bring out some, some places and bottlenecks, um, easily put uh, spots where process improvement would help you greatly and, and take that frustration of why do we have all these open seats that are putting stress on um, our people or, or taking our people away from um, revenue generating activities um, or client delivery. So those are the, the truest tools and tips from today. Um, if you have any questions about your recruiter seat or your recruiter process, feel free to, to reach out. Um, we'll put some resources in the show notes, but uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. This is another episode of Stand Out, brought to you by Intero Advisory and uh, happy recruiting. Connect with us on LinkedIn, get to know us there and on our website, interoadvisory.com. We have lots of valuable content and inside our membership site and even more beyond that. Thanks for listening. We appreciate a shout out on your preferred channel, a review or a comment on what you'd like to hear us discuss. You can listen in on Apple, Spotify, Google Play and other channels. Check out our tutorials on our YouTube channel too. Until next time, thanks for joining.